This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by Intuit QuickBooks. Accounting professionals and bookkeepers have long been at the forefront of using cutting-edge technologies to take the profession to the next level and to ensure they're delivering the best possible service to their clients. Whether you want to grow your firm or sharpen your skills, Intuit QuickBooks provides you with the AI-driven products, services, and the resources that you need to help all sides of your career take shape. To learn more about how QuickBooks Online, QuickBooks Online Accountant, QuickBooks Live Bookkeeping, and the Pro Advisor Program can help you grow your practice and scale your impact, head over to Cloud cloudaccountingpodcast.promo forward slash QuickBooks. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.promo forward slash Q-U-I-C-K-B-O-O-K-S. QuickBooks, backing you. I want to make sure that I'm helping accounting professionals get the work done, not just track the work. Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm Blake Oliver. I'm David Leary. And I'm Arij Mashergi. I lead the accountant team at Intuit QuickBooks. Arij, we finally caught up with you. You were like one of the most important people at QuickBooks Connect this week. We're now on day three, but you were the opening keynote of day one. Oh yes. man, I'm not fancy, but I've been watching you guys talk to so many cool people as I've been walking by, just waiting for my turn. So glad to be here. <laughs> I, 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 I've been looking for it all week. I texted you a little bit, uh, gave you the heads up. We're going to try and get you on. So I'm very excited that you're here. And I'm actually excited about the announcements that you made oh, yeah. on stage. Oh, rock on. So many massive product announcements. I mean, we're not used to this. We've been going to a lot of conferences <laughs> and a lot of times it's like, well, we did one thing. We're going to try to stretch that out for like an hour and talk about that one thing, you know. And they were and, good. They weren't um they weren't kind of like pie in the sky announcements. No. I was like, this is real real things that are going to help accountants and bookkeepers get more efficient. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you guys feel that way. What was funny is um, I was working with my team to just figure out what specific things we were going to bring into the actual speech. And there was so much we couldn't fit in. Um, so you, I, it, it just feels, it's awesome to hear that you feel that way. Thank you. And the stack makes sense, right? And, and we can get into the details of each one, but you know, it's a, just make your clients efficient, make yourself efficient. And now you can do some advising and you really, you really stacked it up really nicely oh, like that. You. So can you talk about like, what's the tool like this uh, optimization What's it called? Yeah. So the, the optimization center. The optimization yeah. center. That yeah. was like, I mean, there was applause in the audience. <laughs> like it was like, you were a rock star up there. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. Uh, I, I saw a screen of a list of clients and here's an optimization score, a percentage. Yeah. And then you can like drill down and there's a breakdown. So tell us, tell us a little bit. Um, like for what's our the genesis of that? Yeah. Like what was the genesis of that? And then, you know, for our listeners who weren't here at QuickBooks Connect, uh, who didn't get the chance to see it? Yeah, uh, give you know try to paint a picture for us. A hundred percent. So, uh, well, the genesis is basically this: we know uh, that the challenges that accounting professionals around the world face—they're more the same than they are different—and really, it comes down to two things. There's an objective to to grow, and there's an objective to scale. And so, our 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 objective for accounting professionals around the world is to help you grow your practice and to help you scale your impact. Um, and as we think about scale, that's becoming more and more important. One of the things that was fascinating to me was to learn that there are 500 new small businesses that get started for every one accounting professional that enters the workforce. That's yeah, quite a ratio. It's intense, yeah. right? Like, um, and, and you think about uh, accounting professionals and how many small businesses they tend to support on bookkeeping. It's 25 to one on average. Mm-hmm. Um, so the op- the need to scale is massive. So if if Intuit's mission is to help small businesses succeed, and we know the number one way to help them do that is to connect them to a pro. Well, how do we help the pro scale? So that's really the question that we were asking ourselves. And ultimately, it came down to two things. The first is there is work we need to automate. And the second is we want to make sure that the work that happens happens with a really high level of quality. So when we think about Automation, you know, it's so funny. I, I feel like when, and you guys tell me what you think, but I feel like when I hear people talking about automation, especially with the accounting professional community, it's about 
like the work going away. It's like this heavy, scary thing. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, when I, but, but that doesn't make sense because what you just said, there's not enough accountants for the businesses 100%. out there, right? And it. so you look at the unemployment rate in accounting and bookkeeping and it's like half the national average, which is already like <laughs> totally. less than 4%. So yeah. where so the work is going away and yet we don't have enough accountants? Well, and you can make it worse. Like what, what, what if the Find Pro Advisor site was perfect? And, it, yeah. and 100% of people that visited that were sent to an accountant. You'd just be sending, <laughs> we, Intuit would just be sending so much work to accountants who are not be getting more efficient if you don't have automation. Like you can't, right. somebody's got to help these clients and the only way it's going to happen is automation. That's so right. clearly you do not have the same doom and gloom uh, you know, uh, prediction. Right? I think that's exactly right. When we look at the most, the accounting professionals that are leveraging automation most effectively, they're serving clients at a ratio of 50 to one. And they're not sacrificing time with their clients. Like they're actually spending more time with their clients. So there's this element of they're saving time, they're picking up new clients and they're spending the time in the things that they want to do, which is, the face-to-face, like when I talk to accounting pros, that's what drives them. Like that's why they're in this in the first place is like they want to help somebody just like Intuit is trying to help people. Um, and it's like, you, you're not you're not really helping somebody if you're like categorizing transactions, but you are when you're helping them understand their business. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And, um, and I, I just want to call out those numbers you said. You had a lot of numbers in your presentation. <laughs> they were just, I, cannot, I cannot write them down fast enough. There were so I'm so awesome data-driven. Numbers. Oh yeah. man. Which is good because accountants are data-driven, yeah, right? So you, you speak to accountants, give them, give them stats, right? Uh, so you said the typical accountant, yeah. or t- typical pro advisor has is twenty five clients to one uh, pro advisor. Yeah. But if you are really efficient, you can make that fifty exactly. to one. Right. Exactly. And so that's where the optimization center was born. Is we thought, okay, well, how do we help people get from twenty five to one to fifty to one? So we went and we really studied those people that have more clients than the average, and what we found is they're using automation. So then we went and we talked to the people who aren't. We're like, hey, what's going on? Like, why is it that you're not using this? Number one is they don't know. They don't know what automation is available in QuickBooks. So that's one is awareness. Mm -hmm. The second thing that we found out is they think they're using it, which is great, but they don't realize that they can actually improve the way that they're using, deepen the way that they're using. And so we're like, oh, fantastic. There was zero resistance. I didn't talk to a single person. My team didn't talk to a single person who said, I am not interested in ways to be more efficient so that I can bring on more clients or help the clients that I have even deeply, more deeply. You know what I mean? Um, And that's where it was born. So what we decided was, number one, like, let's give people an objective measure of where they are. Optimization Center gives you an efficiency score. And the efficiency score is effectively this. It looks at all the transactions that have been created in QuickBooks. And we're looking for how effectively were the transactions created automatically how, how effectively were they um, categorized automatically and then uh, reconciled automatically? And so we look at the percentage that you really only had to touch once mm-hmm. to accept them in and all those things just happen, check, check, check. Um, and then we let you know really, so, and that's what determines your score. Then so we it's a let, mix of those three factors. That's it. Got it's it. those three factors. And then we, we look specific, we, we give you the breakdown too. So you can see what is driving your score and where your inefficiency is coming from. So for example, if you haven't yet adopted bank rules to categorize transactions, we're not just going to say adopt bank rules. We're going to show you the rules that might be effective for that specific client. And you can just accept, accept, accept. Um, So that's one example of what we might do as a result. A lot of applause at that. Yeah, uh, people seem to really really dig that. Taking taking that idea of suggested matches and creating suggested rules. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. And the copying the rules from one client to another. Oh, that was a bad idea. Yeah. How much of this is driven by... Your team, listening to accountants, talking to accountants, and how much is one thing that just I'm sitting in the chairs watching this kid presented, and I was like, 
oh my God, like this is what Intuit needs internally for QuickBooks Live. Like, are we, are um, we, like, I was just thinking, like, because now QuickBooks is getting into the bookkeeping game a little bit, right? Mm. With QuickBooks Live. And in a way, Intuit's now, because they're becoming a bookkeeping firm a little bit, they're going to really understand the pains at a huge level. They never understood them before, at, mm. you know? And now Intuit, that, you know, it's going to force Intuit to build solutions better than they would have just by, hey, accountant or bookkeeper, what do you want? Intuit's going to feel those pains and have to go solve these, and it's, everybody's going to win. Well, you know, it, here's kind of how I think about it. I think that's, yeah, it's an interesting way to think about it. The way that I think about it is this. Um, in the past, we, our objective was to help accountants grow and manage their practice. And we built an awesome practice management solution um, that people are using in the hundreds of thousands. What we've realized, though, is it's not just about tracking your work. It's about getting your work done. So that was an insight that came to us as we were digging into how do we help people be more effective in managing their practices. We've got to help them get their work done. And so as I moved from the product leader role to the, to the segment leader role in the accountant team, that was, that was a big objective for me. As I think about strategy, I want to make sure that I'm helping accounting professionals uh, get the work done, not just track the work. And so that's just, uh, there's been a flame in me to do that for some time. There are two additional changes within Intuit that have really helped us from a resourcing perspective, just get all the energy of the organization behind it. So the strategy is there. So then the second piece is, you're right, it does, have, it does help live agents. And so that's why you heard me talking about we're building an expert platform. And live is a part of that platform, but we mm -hmm. all get the benefit of everything we're doing to help accounting professionals get, you know, scale their impact. And we spoke to Ted uh, Callahan, who's the yeah. new lead or head of, of QuickBooks Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was amazed. You found somebody even more well-spoken than Rich Priest. <laughs> <laughs> well, or equally well-spoken, I should say. Like, that, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, he, it was so great. And one thing he said in particular stuck out to me when we talked to him about it. He said that a lot of accounting firms have expressed tremendous amount of interest in actually outsourcing a lot of their own bookkeeping to QuickBooks Live because they don't have yeah. the staff to do it. So they're yeah. saying, hey, can we use QuickBooks Live you help our clients with the bookkeeping and we'll do the tax and advisory. Yeah, that was a real surprise to me and to all of us as we were working on QuickBooks Live. You know, that day that I gave my keynote, that the, a couple of the other things I did is I went to some QuickBooks Live sessions and I was, um, I was just like an MC, just trying to uh, support the team as they were helping people understand our intention with QuickBooks Live and also like what, what the profile of a bookkeeper would be for those that are interested. And there were two types of questions that we got. We took a ton of questions in the sessions. One type was just trying to evaluate, is this the right service for me to participate in? Like as I'm a bookkeeper or I'm a CPA and perhaps this is something I could do to, to gain revenue, but does this work for me? The other types of questions we got were from practices live in the room saying like, hey, could I use this as an outsource solution? Oh. And we've heard it in pockets before. It's just not anything we have yet pursued, but it's fascinating to me. And it's it's just one of those things where it's like you go, you try and solve a problem. You know, Jade Simmons was actually talking about this. She closed QuickBooks Connect. And if you guys have not seen that, it was one of the most incredible. The pianist. Oh, my God. She yes. was so good. She Well, she's a pianist and a storyteller, and she was so compelling and so emotional. Um, and it's all on YouTube, so you can check it out. But that um, one of the things that she said was, pay attention to what your customers are telling you, like what business your customers are telling you you need to be in. And that was an element for me that was just a, such a huge aha, which is accounting professionals, 
professionals are telling us that perhaps they are the target for QuickBooks Live. Which is not what you thought no, originally. No, we just did not expect yeah. that. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, there were two more big announcements that yeah. I want to hit on before we go. Oh, uh, and I'm so sorry, Blake, yeah. to interrupt you. But back to the previous question. Oh, of sure. what, what else is the inertia that's yeah. behind all this automation? There's a third piece, um, which is QuickBooks Advanced. What we find is that um, mid-market customers are far more likely to have an in-house CFO or an in-house bookkeeper. So now the accountant team is thinking about three different types of accounting professionals. Uh, the the mid-market in-house accounting mm-hmm. professional, the independent practice, which we've always been serving, and now QuickBooks Live. So it's the three of those that are really getting us to you know get kind of just a tremendous level of momentum in the organization. I know. So um, we've been talking about automating transactional uh, categorization, right? Getting the data in the system. You also talked about what happens after that, right? The review process, which a lot of times is not really formalized. Uh, there's sort of like a soft close that happens every month. So you guys announced bookkeeping review, which I think is going to do a lot to help tighten things up for firms. Well, that's the hope. So, so what we found is, um, number one, that there's there are a series of reviews that, that uh, established practices do at month end to make sure that everything is ticked and tied. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also found that for less established practices, people are just figuring out like, what's the right process? Yeah, I know it in my head. Right? Yeah, and you even, got it. Yeah. Or like the sticky notes, you know, which is great. Like yeah. the method works. But then there's also this really generous nature I found in the accounting professional community, which is people want to share best practices. Like they want the profession to move forward. So we thought, how can we help that? How can we aid it? And so the intention is to pull together an end-to-end workflow. But then also automate steps in that workflow so you're not hunting and pecking for issues. So what could we do to automatically find duplicate transactions, to automatically find you know, uh, changes to prior periods or whatever it is that people are spending a tremendous amount of time digging into? If we could put that in one place, that could help. There was something similar like this in the desktop product at one point. But it was for like annual reviews, right? Yeah. Um, data checker? Was it? Was that what it's called? I, I don't remember. remember. I remember either. I, I remember. It was like <laughs> your client would send you the desktop file yeah. f- for taxes. And then you went through this workflow that A helped scan, you. scan, right? Yeah, that yeah. helped you like fix all the mistakes they made yeah. throughout the year. <laughs> it's funny to think we don't have to deal with that now because we can do it every month. <laughs> <laughs> that changed very quickly. What I like about that whole uh, concept of the month. Is, uh, what are you calling that? What are you calling that? feature Book, the bookkeeping, bookkeeping review is how you pull everything kind of into one place right including yeah. like statements like instead of people having to go to like oh i have to go run this report over here to find the uncategorized transactions i have to do something over here to do this and i have to do over here and i have to go to a bank website and download a statement totally. like, everything's just in like one little section i can and click, just click to get there right yeah, right that's the well, thing. which is fascinating right because quickbooks is an accounting tool we know this right people are using it to do their bookkeeping but there is no bookkeeping workflow until now Right. So now there is a workflow to complete the actual bookkeeping review at the end of the month. So the last bit was the business performance overview. <laughs> the last bit was the business performance overview tab. Yep, within, yep. And that's in, within QBOA, right? It's actually in your client's books, but oh, it's a QBOA feature. Got exactly. it. So can they access it themselves or is it something only the, account, the accountants see? For everything that we've announced, it's only for experts. Got so it. only the accounting professional will see it. But we've learned from accounting professionals, you want to see it in the books. So we right. put it in your client's books, but only you can see it. Got it. So tell us a little bit about like why, why you created a business performance overview, like why KPIs, you know, yeah. why do that? So I think David said it best, which is, you know, there, there is a flow that we're looking for, which is how can we help you uh, scale? 
How can we help you ensure the accuracy of your work? And then as you have that free time, you can either bring on more clients or you can deepen the impact that you have on the clients that you have. And so that third piece about deepening impact um, and helping more small businesses succeed, that just led us to believe like, hey, we've got to figure out how we, we can't just tell accounting professionals that advisories where you know, where things are going. We got to give you the tools and the training if we can to support the community in that transition. And so that's where um, a business performance overview came in. This is just the first step, but I think it's a pretty darn good first step based on what I'm hearing from from people in the um, at the conference. So it's it's effectively this. We start with P&L KPIs. They're just a set of P&L KPIs that are useful for you to get a quick view of how am I doing relative to a prior period? And you can set the prior period. Mm-hmm. We find most people do month over month. So how am I doing this month on this KPI relative to last? And then we show you trends. And QuickBooks is really moving into beautiful visualizations of data. And so what my team is trying to do is just make sure those visualizations represent what it is that an accounting professional wants to see. So what we're doing is we're showing you how you're performing um, against certain reports that you would normally pull over a 12-month period. And we're also comparing you to prior year. So you could see micro and macro trends. Um, and uh, we're doing that across a series of reports, and uh, our intention is to expand it. And so my hope is that the community engages and just lets, oh, well, it's not just a hope. People are engaging and giving us their perspective now on what they want to see next. So it's just a start, but really exciting yeah. stuff going on there. And in a way, it's an extension of the bookkeeping review, because you yeah. need to check those KPIs to make sure, like, if, if COGS suddenly jumps 10, yeah. 20%, maybe something wasn't coded properly, right? Could be. I don't yeah, know. Who knows? That's right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's Two kind of uh, things left, I think, to let you uh, get on your way here. Um, head home. Everybody's catching flights after you get off the interview. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just have to get off this podcast done. I'm catching a flight. <laughs> um, I, I feel like for 2019, yeah. there's been, for pro advisors especially, the amount of change, like massive amounts of change from Intuit this year. There's been price changes, um, wholesale changes. There's QuickBooks Live. Um, there's just been tons and tons of change. The pricing of QuickBooks externally for their clients. Like their clients are coming to me, what do you mean QuickBooks don't cost more? Like, are things going to stabilize a little bit in 2020? Or are we going to see, a, or is it still going to be just as much variance that we had in, 20, in 2019? You know, I, um, after I, I spoke on day one, Michael McQueen spoke, and, one of the, and he's, a, he's a futurist, also definitely worth catching. He, um, one of the things that he said that still stayed with me is, uh, like, the pace of innovation is faster than it's ever been, and it will never be this slow again. <laughs> There's your answer, David. There you you know what I mean? Yeah. I, on, well, I do. I think yeah. that change is... I, I, it, w- I, it would be disingenuous of me to say that th- more change isn't coming. If I knew what it was, I would tell you right now. But I will be just as surprised as a community as we think about new problems and how it is that we want to yeah. solve them. Um, I think there's fair feedback for Intuit as well and the way that we've managed change in the past. Um, I think about the initial rollout of QuickBooks Live. I think about some of the advanced notice on pricing changes. These are things that we want to get much better at. And so know that they're top of mind for me. Um, my hope is that the community sees what we're doing to get on top of that. So we're um, increasing the frequency at which we post blogs on Firm of the Future, which is a phenomenal place to get information. We're also, um, for the first time, putting product update notifications in the product. Um, and you know, as QuickBooks Live changes and evolves, we're notifying people in the product. Um, we're uh, ensuring that people get plenty of advance notice on changes before your clients are aware when we make lineup changes or price changes. So there, there are a series of things and policies that we're putting in place just to make sure that we're thinking about the accounting professional and how their business operates through this change. So I think that's that's where I'm putting my energy because I don't think it makes sense for anybody to try to put their body in front of a, 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 a change train. Like the change is coming. 
it's coming. <laughs> Get on the train. <laughs> um, but I can make sure that the way that we manage yeah. changes is, uh, is done, you know, is done really well. Right. Is there anything that, so obviously you only have limited time on the keynote. Yeah. Right. Is there anything like that, didn't get announced this week that maybe you want to share special for our listeners possibly Ooh, exclusive yeah i could give you one so i could give you one that i'm really really excited about and it's cool I, I i mentioned it to a couple of accounting professionals in the hall and they seem to really get excited about it too um so we talked about actually it's in bookkeeping review so we talked about hey bookkeeping review is a process to ensure that you're uh that you're you're cleaning the books completely and accurately at month end um, one of the things that we know happens is just information exchanges between the accountant and small business. Like you don't get everything you need from your client when you need it, which is a big, big hassle. So you guys know that we're working to automatically pull bank statements. That's not a surprise, which is going to help tremendously. Mm-hmm. But we also know there's a lot of conversation around individual transactions. Like, you know, hey, did you have any cash transactions or was this a personal expense or what have you? Or what did you buy at Costco? Because I don't know if that's tech or if that's food. Like, you got to let me know. So all those kinds of things right now get handled in email or people have to type those into Excel or whatever it is. Um, But there's some like get data out of QuickBooks in an inefficient way, send it to my client, hope that they get back to me and then, you know, figure out how to get that data and information that my client gives me back into QuickBooks. What we're doing is we're going to give you a way to select the transactions that you have questions about. We'll then send a text or a push notification to your client. We might also post it on that client dashboard. So it's the first thing they see saying, hey, it's not just ask my accountant anymore. It's ask my client. Here are the specific transactions with the specific questions that the accounting professional has. And you can see the answers. They're entered into QuickBooks real time, which totally eliminates the need for you to go out of band to get the answer to those questions. So I'm hearing this correctly. So Blake's my client. Blake scans in some receipt. And he forgot to write what it was for, what customer job it was for, something like that. Yep, I'm never keeping review. Yeah. Previously, I would have to call Blake, send him, I'd be tracking him down. Yeah. Like, what's your season? Like, I don't remember. So this is going to be some sort of, I will send him some sort of push notification. He'll get it. He'll go to a website. He'll be like, oh yeah, that was for this job. He codes it. And then it gets in quick breaks, but it's tracked. I have some sort of dashboard. I know it's been you done. Got I don't it. track it. So wow. Exactly. So when's this coming? Is this? Yeah. The, well, so everything that I've shared with you and the things that we're thinking about next, the way that we determine what is the order of those is to understand from the community what you want to see next. Oh, so, so every, is, all our listeners, if they want this, <laughs> you need tweet. to tweet at Arish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's totally fine. The other way you could do it is in product. There's a feedback link on every single page that we build for experts. And we read every single response. I start and end every day. Actually, I was just reading them this morning. Um, and we got a ton just because of QuickBooks Connect. But any, any submission we get really helps us determine what do we do now. In aggregate, we look at those and we figure out what's the right next thing for us to do. So if this is a problem and you have it, tweet me at a regem. Or um, you're very welcome to just submit a, a feedback link through, through the product. Before we go, uh, Arij, how did you end up at Intuit? Or like, what? how did you, you've been there for a long time, right? I have, yeah. Um, like, what did you start, how did you start there? And yeah. Um, so, is it, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a funky journey. I, um, I studied computer science in school, but I uh, had this internship and I just realized, this is like the early 2000s, right? So like the work of an engineer is like so different than it was, at least at, at that at that time, but but my experience as an engineer at this little startup was that we didn't have much control over what we got done. And that wasn't what I wanted to do, right? Um, I, I would like to have a say in the work that actually happens. I thought, okay, well, maybe engineering isn't for me. I just didn't have the network at the time, I think, to even understand that there were potentially other 
other, uh, you know, other scopes for engineering roles. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, let me do something different. But I was in a position where I needed to work. And I actually, the first job out of college was a customer support job um, at a startup at a payroll company called Paycycle. And uh, I, I started at that company and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I loved it because the people were awesome. But more than that, I loved it because the satisfaction you get at the end of the day from like answering a call and you know your payroll calls can be really intense like people oh. people you know you get a paycheck that you need that for your mortgage I did tech support for payroll my first four years yeah, <laughs> you're te- do you did yeah, you tech did. support rock on uh, yeah well, yours was, yeah, was quickbooks desktop? Quick desktop and also yeah. quality assurance as well no, yeah right? quality assurance eventually yeah, but, eventually, but yeah, yeah i definitely I, I took my fair share of how why is line uh line x wrong on my 941 yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so so exactly so i was i was taking calls for customer service really shortly after i started they're like hey this this woman seems to know what she's talking about let's put her on the accountant line which was very intense so actually some of the first customers that i served were accounting professionals which was really neat that yeah. startup actually ended up getting bought by into it um, and it's what's now into it online payroll huh. yeah so Arish, if people want to connect with you online, find out what you're up to, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, you're welcome to reach me at Twitter. Uh, Twitter, my, my handle's at Arish M. Would absolutely love to connect with people. Wonderful. And as always, I am at Blake T. Oliver. And how about you, David? I'm at David Leary. Arish, thank you so much for your time today. This was really a pleasure. And what a great event you all put on here at Intuit. Right? Oh, thank Just, you. Thanks for having us. Oh, thanks it's so much. Fun.